drink cinema. Cheese. Another episode of Two Drink Cinema, where two out of three brothers review movies two drinks at a time. How are you, Brett? Good. That was a lot of numbers. Good. There is. There's a lot of words in there now because we are at Two Out of Three Brothers on yes. the socials now on uh, TikTok, Instagram, and on Facebook. So make sure you follow us. We could not get enough John Williams yep. and Steven Spielberg. Yep. So we are back. It is also. The 40-year anniversary, 30-year anniversary. <laughs> I was getting so good. That would be very impressive. Yeah, the 30-year... Actually, I've got... I should have got the DVD case down from the shelf. Oh, that's... Uh, we can see it. Um, They can't. It is can. the uh, 30-year anniversary of the original and the only good Jurassic Park movie. Yep. Um, Correct. Hey, Lee. Yes. What do you call a blind dinosaur? Oh... Uh, do you think he saw us? Ah, that kid's fun. Ah, that kid is annoying. Well, they're kids in a oh, 90s movie, God, so they're going to be annoying. But he's also funny. kids in a 90s movie, so they're going to be annoying. Yeah. Just look at the kid that turns into a monkey in Jumanji. Yeah. He's annoying. They're all annoying. Kids in 90s movies are annoying. Kids in 80s movies aren't annoying because they don't have parents. Haley Joel Osmond? Boring. Boring, yeah. That was late 90s, wasn't it? Yeah. That was bordering on 2000s angst teenager. I don't know. I just made that up. Yeah. We have a tropical drink. We do. For Jurassic Park because it is in the middle of the ocean of Costa Rica. Uh, why didn't I build in Orlando? <laughs> is what uh, he didn't. It would he be says. mass casualty. There would be mass casualties, but there also wouldn't have been the storm that caused a whole lot of problems in the movie. Yeah. Anyway, what do we got for drinks? It's a T Rex. Oh, very good. Yeah. Did, not the band T Rex. No. Okay. Did you invent it or did you find it on the internet? Uh, a, bit, a little bit of both. Okay. What do we got in it? We have in it Malibu. Yep. Cap and Morgan. Okay. Lime. Juice, cordial, syrup, yep. whatever takes your fancy. I'm not syruping a lime, so we're and not then um, tropical punch okay. juice. All right, something different than pineapple juice for a change. Shaken over ice and then poured over yeah, ice. Shoved it all in. The I quantities think it could be a strong one. I think it could be a good one. The quantities will be on our socials at two out of three brothers. Cheers! Cheers! Oh, we can do an actual cheers now. Cheers! Clink. Yeah, that no one hears. Oh, mm. I like it. That's good. That's a 4.75 for me. Malibu. Malibu. Of <laughs> Malibu and wrong. almost pineapple juice. You cannot taste yet the Captain Morgan. Yeah. Yeah. We maybe we It's like up, mix up the quantities. You know how you were saying about um grenadine takes over everything. Yeah, maybe Malibu does that too. Which I'm okay with. And, and, and we're clearly fans of it because this bottle's nearly empty, by the way. So just I'm, I'm clearly note, a fan of it. <laughs> note that for next time we might need a new bottle. I do have a bottle of coconut vodka that Look, I bought back from Fiji a few okay. years ago that we haven't drunk. Maybe we try that instead. So, yeah, we could use that for You've a had future. a bottle of vodka in your possession for years and haven't drunk it? Coconut vodka, yeah. Wow. Because it's we not, are different people. Well, it's just something <laughs> that I bought duty-free. Right. But it's, I, and I don't know what to do with it. Mm. So maybe we should have put it in the T Rex. Maybe. Mm. It's Fijian coconut vodka. Ah, well, we'll save it for when we do Lilo and Stitch. No, that's Hawaiian. 
I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't think of a movie from Fiji. There probably aren't Anyway, many. Jurassic Park, 1993, massive hit. Massive. Uh, and I want to say off the top, when you look at the special effects of Jurassic Park uh-huh. you, that Steven Spielberg did, mm. you wonder why the gophers in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull looked so shit in 2008. Yeah. <laughs> Do they have a different computer? Maybe. Well, probably, because it was 15 years later. But they're just shit. I think it's the type of technology they used. I don't know. Yeah, it must be that. Because the gophers were almost from a Pixar movie. They were very cartoony. Yeah. And the dinosaurs were not. No. Did we've Maybe we've talked about gophers enough. Sorry. The, the dinosaurs. <laughs> the dinosaurs. <laughs> That was unnecessary to get the rooster from the 1993 Robin Hood to voice that character. I knew you were going to say that. Um, All right. Uh, It was rated PG on whatever I watched it on, 3D Blu-ray. I watched this in 3D. What was mine? I don't know what mine was. I didn't really pay attention. It's rated PG for intense science fiction terror. Mm, I don't know if mine warned about tobacco depictions. Yeah, there was a really, lot of it. It's really Disney Plus that's doing that. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson is a heavy smoker in this movie. Can I tell you what, though? Mm. Can act whilst having a cigarette in his mouth. That's pretty good. Hold on to your butts. Uh, we'll get to that line later. Yeah. He is very good actor, Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. I'm watching him in Secret Invasion the, on Disney Plus. The highest grossing actor of all time, I believe. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's done the Star Warses and yeah. he's all in all the Marvels. Yep. Yep. And then a couple other things in there that have been pretty good. Like Surely Zoe Saldana's coming close. She's coming close. Hers is like, you know, four. I've it's seen just a, like she's um, had three movies that have been over a billion dollars. Whereas yeah. his is like a lot of movies that all make a lot of money. I think she's had four movies over a billion dollars. Because she was in the last two, oh, Avengers, two Avengers that were both two over avatars. a billion. And both avatars And maybe a, a Guardians of the Galaxy. Would yep. have made a lot of money. Yeah, not a billion, but Guardians she one, two, and Star three Trek? combined. Uh, yes, the Chris wow. Pine Star Trek. I was saying I was listening to a podcast and Simon Pegg was on. Yep, and they said that he's. They were saying he's got the triple crown of of nerd. Oh yeah, because he's been in Star Wars, Star Trek, and Doctor Who. Yep, and then made a movie taking the piss out of the nerds of those franchises yep. when he was. In Paul. Yeah, and it wasn't great. Anyway, should we talk about a good movie? I saw a meme that is just, you know, that picture of... Speaking of Simon Pegg, I'm wearing my oh, yeah. hot fuzz. Didn't I'm even mean that. What is it you can't face? Oh. I saw a meme mm. of, you know, the husband and wife in Breaking Bad standing over the piles of money. Yeah. And the wife has written on it Zoe Saldana and the husband has written on it Disney. Right. Because of Avatar and the Marvel shit. Um, The story of Jurassic Park is very good. It was written by Michael Crichton. He writes a good TV show. Well, I I shared that article with you. Yeah, I didn't read it. And we should probably share it in the show notes because in 1995 and in 1996, Michael Crichton had the number one book, the number one movie, and the number one TV show. What was his movie in 90... uh, it was The Lost oh. World. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. It was the book oh. in 95. ER was the show in both years. Yeah. One of the movies was Congo. Oh. 
Um, and another movie I can't remember, but well, I'll share that article in the show notes. An incredible writer. Yeah. Um, and an actual doctor, mm. which is why a lot of his stuff is science-based. And I forget that this movie has a very... It opens very much the way a novel often does. Yes. One chapter from four different characters. Yeah. I forget that we get the... Um, the Raptor opening, and yeah. then the Amber Mine opening, yeah, and then the Newman opening, yeah, and then we get Sam Neil. Yeah, we don't see him for a bit. Yeah, like I think it just opens on Sam Neil slashing that kid's guts out. Yeah, but we get other three things set up first, which is interesting that he shows us how dangerous the Raptors are before shit goes wrong at the park. I think it's that thing similar to what we said with Indiana Joneses. It's the same thing of, or maybe it's just how people write. Yeah. Um. You know, it like preempts things that will be important later. Go, yeah, I, oh, they're dangerous, by the way. Remember that. I feel like this almost gives too much away. Like it's very yeah. right at the front. Mm. The Raptors are going to fuck shit up. I think that you know that going into the movie, though. Don't you? That. It's going to be Jurassic Park going wrong. Because of that scene, the Raptors are going to fuck shit up. Right. I'd almost rather that build a bit. Okay. Rather than we know this is going to happen at some point because the the Raptor kills someone literally in the first minute and a half of the movie. Then we see them fuck up the cow. Then we get Sam Neill's talk about it. Yeah. And then the Raptors actually get out. So do we need that opening scene at all? I don't think so. Sorry, Stephen and Michael, the most successful uh, author and screenplay writer of science fiction thrillers of all time. We don't need that scene. I guess it's a good, but it's a it is a good way to open, and it's better than what. Well, then what's the next scene? You go down a mine. Yeah, it is more exciting than yeah. opening with an amber mine. Yeah. Um, clearly, though, in the amber mine, John Williams used some of his leftover. South American type music from Indiana Jones. <laughs> this got cut. Um, but that Amber Mine also does give us a chance for the lawyer to tell us stuff about what's going wrong with the park. Yep. The investors are worried, safety issues, da da da, which sets up one of the which sets up the reason for Hammond to want Sam Neill to be there. Then we go to the desert. Yes. And Sam Neill is no In Montana. Good with, yeah. yeah. Sam <laughs> Neill is no good with computers. Or kids. Remember that for later, or everyone. Kids. Remember those two things. Yeah. But it's also like Grant is, it shows that Grant, Sam Neill, is old school. Like yeah. he's just about digging shit up. Yeah. Which we then is like, it's going to be hard for Hammond to convince this old school guy to get on board with the new stuff. Yes. One thing I found odd. We know that he's got Jurassic Park and that he's got dinosaurs because of that raptor scene. Because of the yeah, and because yeah. of the movie. And because of the name of the movie and yeah. probably the previews. Yeah. But would have been great nineties trailers. Yeah. But he doesn't tell Sam Neill and Laura Dr. Dan. Sadler yeah. that. He obviously well, wants that to be he... a surprise for yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. He's like, it's better than my safari park. Because I have to have that music when they find out. What a music. 
not a Oscar nominated music. Really? Yeah, I was like, uh, excuse me. That theme. The da, 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 da. I get it stuck in my head all the time. When they first fly to the island. Yeah. I would have rather that you be used for something not just the island. Yeah, because then it's like themes that William John Williams yeah. has. He has other T Rex the theme. theme the you know. the yeah. Brachiosaur theme. That's a very good theme as well. Um but yeah, we're set up with all the little things. Ian Malcolm, Jeff Goldblum's there to talk about chaos theory. We see the big electric fence and we know that that's going to be an issue at some point. Yeah. And then we see some dinosaurs. And also a good thing of explaining how they do it. Mm. And you know how you said in the Indiana... Why? I keep referencing Indiana Jones because... Well, we've just watched five of them. Um, and as the, the companion... And that's how yep. you explain yep. what's happening. Uh, this is a like, oh, well, this is the start of the tour. Let's yep. you sit down and watch it so we know what's that going on as well. Good. So that very, the DNA cartoon can say dinosaur a hundred times. Yes, DNA. <laughs> and that also, those combination of scenes gives us the, we're going to make a shitload of money. Yep. But also, this is really cool. Science, mm, mm. Uh, and but I wonder how they got through the sentence, the senses that the lawyer says are these characters autoerotica. <laughs> yeah, what was that? <laughs> Very strange. But also, I would never get animatronic confused with autoerotica. Well, maybe that says more about him. It says something about that. Doesn't look like he has lawyer. a very exciting life. So. You did half a science degree, right? Yeah. If a guy um, with an Akuba just walked into your lab, yeah. would you just keep working away? <laughs> I was like, did they send a park-wide email to just be like, FYI, we've got some visitors today. Yeah, high-level visitors. Yeah, they can just, wherever they are, go. If if there's a sick triceratops, yeah. let them care for it and stuck its hand in its poo. Like, that. yeah, there's... Way too many people in that park. Like, I know there's safety concerns about the fact that a T-Rex can eat people, but there's also safety concerns about randoms walking into the lab. That's yeah. a safety concern to me, and I'm not a scientist. Yeah, I, it was, I found it a bit weird. I think scientist B.D. Wong, top-level scientist, would have known yes. that they were having visitors walk through. He but pro- he may have maybe told not scientist number four. Scientist Pret- number eight. Sci- pre- scientist pretending to work number four. Yeah. Probably might not have got that email. Guy in a lab coat. Yeah. Also, the guys driving the Jeeps. Like, I know if you work at a... I'm sure the people that work at Disney, right? Mm-hmm. When they see Mickey, they're not all, oh my God, it's Mickey, every time. Yeah. But it's still pretty cool to just be walking around and there's Mickey Mouse. The guy that drives when they first see the Brachiosaur is just like, what are you so impressed about? Like it's, Laura Dern's losing her mind and he's just like, yeah, it's a dinosaur. Big whoop. Yeah. I, I deal with them every day. Yeah. But still. I'm more excited to see fucking human. fucking dinosaur. Yeah. It's a humongous dinosaur. <laughs> no matter how many times I see that dinosaur, it's cool. Yeah. And he is underreacting to that. Um, another thing that lets us as an audience get the story is that no one other than B.D. Wong and Hammond 
are experts in how they made dinosaurs. Yeah. Which means that even though we know that Alan Grant is an expert in dinosaurs, um, Sadler is an expert in plants, and Malcolm is an expert in shit going wrong. Yep. We still have to... They have to have stuff explained to them, which lets us yeah. learn from that. And then vice versa as well, because yeah. they have different area of expertise. Yeah. Yep. Annoying Jeff Goldblum has to explain it to Laura Dern. Slash flirt with Laura Dern. Yeah. I used to hate Jeff Goldblum. You know, if this was like the first Jeff Goldblum movie you saw, which it probably was, to be honest. It was, yeah. It's not. I didn't watch The Big Chill no. before this. <laughs> no, he, it's a his his character is very annoying, but it's also a meme. So yes, <laughs> that's a win. Definitely. The um, it's all, and it's also his voice, and he just talks like Jeff Goldblum. That yeah, not maybe Jeff Goldblum, I also but... hated him because he was almost Doctor Emmett Brown. Yeah, maybe. And I was like, you can't be my Doctor Brown. That's why I hate Deborah Winger because she was almost Gina Davis in. <laughs> League of their own. <laughs> I thought you were going to say she was almost Dr. Brown. Mm. Very different. That's the role reversal um, remake they're doing on Broadway. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah Martina yeah. McFly. I saw the Back to the Future musical in London. It's mm. very good. Yes. I cried. Of course you did. At multiple I'm points. So- <laughs> Just the theme music gets me sometimes. So, that's (laughs) That's also good theme music. The experts, yeah, the experts aren't experts enough. They've got their one thing, and so they have to explain things to each other. Um, But I think that also sets up for the audience that a lot of the stuff they've done on the island, they've done without an expert. Yeah, so they've they got don't a have a dinosaur expert. Yeah, on the they've island. got a geneticist that can make a dinosaur. Yeah, but until. Um, Dr. Alan Grant gets on the helicopter. Yeah. They haven't got anyone that knows shit about dinosaurs. And they've got Crocodile Dundee, but they don't have Dinosaur Dundee. Yeah. Right? He's from Mike Park in Kenya. Okay, so he knows about lions. Yeah. But he doesn't really know about raptors. Shoot her! <laughs> I've never seen such a close-up of someone's teeth. I don't know why I we needed that. In that movie. He claimed it on tax, though. It was a work expense. To get his so teeth dentist, done. Dentist, Mr. Dentist Man, yeah. doc, maybe doctor. Um, I'm getting an extreme close-up of my teeth. I need your best set. That doctor spend, is better than Mr. Dentist Man. <laughs> spare no expense, please. You know B.D. Wong? I do know B.D. Wong. When I see him, all I think of, for some reason, he played a dentist in an episode of Sesame Street. <laughs> what the fuck? Of all called, the things he's done. And he sings, and he was called... Maybe problematic. Oh, Dr. no. Dr. Singh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just think um, Law and Order. Yeah, well, that's much that's bigger than one normal. episode of Sesame Street. <laughs> yes. So um, then we get out on the tour um, and shit's happening, but shit's not happening because there's no dinosaurs to see. Yeah. There's a storm coming. It'll be fine. There's a storm coming. It's it'll be f- No, the storm's here. Oh, shit. They're yep. dead. We've all we've also got the idea of, and it's an interesting play against each other of Nidri Newman saying you're cheap, you're cheap, you're cheap, yeah, and him saying spared no expense, yeah, all the time because the thing that he did spare an expense on is the thing that's fucked him up. 
Yeah. And I liked that it was Nidri, not the storm. Yeah, because the storm then it just would have been like, ugh. It could very easily have been this tropical storm has knocked out the power, we're fucked. And then it would have, the whole hole in the plot, yep, that works, uh, would have been you haven't tested this in a tropical storm and you're in a tropical environment thing. Yeah. Then yeah. I would have been out. But if it's Newman being a greedy dick, then I'm fine with that because I believe that to be because true. Because that's something that you can't really protect against except spending the money. Yes. So um, I forgot how kind of early on Newman dies. Yeah. Relatively early on. Like, it's pretty early on in the shit-going-wrong section of the movie. Yep. Uh, but he does die in a cool way. Yeah, very memorable. Yeah. Um, it's good in terms of characters that Laura Dern just does stuff. There's yeah. never until one line towards the end where Hammond says, I should be going. Yeah, she's like, we can talk about it. Yeah. Equality of the sexes later yeah. or whatever it is. Whether she probably should have said, you're a fucking old man with yeah. one leg. You've got I'm a cane. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. What are you going to do? You're going to knock the raptor out with the little fucking amber thing on the yeah. top of your walking stick. The, But then the flip side of that is that Laura Dern uh, is chased by raptors into the thing, chased out of the thing, and her makeup's... Her makeup's redone and her hair's perfect. She's a lot nicer looking at the end of it all than anybody else. Yeah, uh, which is an issue. I, at least it's not a woman in a chase wearing heels. Oh, Bryce Dallas Howard style. Like in every one of... like She's in like five-inch oh. stilettos <laughs> running away from an in Jurassic World. Because, you know, it's like in a Bond thing. All the Bond females, yeah. unless you're Halle Berry on the beach... Are wearing heels. Well, that's because she's wearing as little as possible. Yeah, yeah. No, in Jurassic World, they make a dinosaur oh, that's think... bigger than a T-Rex and she runs away from it mm. in, like, stilettos. I think I remember her seeing... her. I think I remember seeing, uh, like, an interview with her about yeah. that. Yeah. She's not great, is she? I'm not sure she's a great actress. Well... Nepo baby. Nepo baby. Sorry, Ron. She was good in the first thing. You know what it was? She was good in the first thing she did, whatever it was. The Village. M. Night Shyamalan's Oh, the was village. that her first thing? Then there yeah. was something else after it that was a bit indie. And she may have been a bit teen pregnant, but okay. not Juno. That um, she was kind of good. You know what she wasn't good in? That episode of Black Rocket Mirror. Man. Oh, She's not good in Rocket Man either. I don't remember in Rocket Man. That's probably how bad she is. She plays. She plays his mum. Top four. What do you reckon? Um, Jurassic World. Jurassic World Dominion. Oh, is that the newest one? I don't know. Just <laughs> say twenty twenty two. Just have a yes. year. Yes. Yeah. Um, the village. The village wouldn't be in there. No. She's done bigger stuff. The help. The help. Black Mirror. You know what? Yep. I get confused because you know how Bryce Dallas Howard and Jessica Chastain are the same person. Yes, yes. They're both in The Help. That's confusing. Mm. That's bad casting. So this is why this known for game that we've played occasionally is fun and frustrating. Mm -hmm. Because Jurassic World Dominion, massive movie, she's a lead. Yes. Right? So that's her number one. Yeah. The Help, 
Big movie, a bit of a contrast. Jurassic World Dominion's rated 5.6. The Help's rated 8.1. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's a big part in The Help. What is she? The then her, Hilly Holbrook. I think she's the main white woman. Um, then she's in one episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. That's in there. Yeah. And she's in three episodes of The Mandalorian. The Mandalorian? Yeah, and that's her top four. Right. So I wouldn't go... It doesn't work. Oh, Bryce Tellis Howard. Oh, yeah, from The Mandalorian. Yeah, but you would go, oh, B.D. Wong from Sesame Street. Yeah, right. So maybe you're not the target audience here. <laughs> maybe I should you look up... You fuck up the algorithm. That's <laughs> what it is. Look up B.D. Wong. B.D. Wong's will be um, Law and Order. Okay. I can't think of anything else. Nope. No. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, all right. Mr. Robot. Mr. Robot. Jurassic World. Oh. Mulan. Oh, Okay. Uh, the voice of Shang in the animated Mulan 1998. Because that was, I saw an interview with him and he did the speaking voice of thing. Shang. But then even though he can sing. Yeah, Dr. Singh from Sesame Street. Right. Even though he can sing. Yep. They um, didn't, it was Donny Osmond or something. <laughs> something something strange. Like he didn't do the singing for it. He suddenly, I think it was Donny Osmond. Yeah, right. Anyway. I'm not going to look it up. We've gone enough We've off gone track enough. enough. Um Story-wise, shit just goes wrong. I think that shit goes wrong, but it's not too much. And I think what I liked about it on watching as an adult... Yes. It's more um, thriller than I remember. Yes. You know what I mean? Because I thought, you know, it's like action sci-fi, right? Yep. But it's action sci-fi. It's not so much action as it is sci-fi thriller. Yeah, well, it's rated PG for intense science fiction terror. Well, there you go. Terrifying. Yeah. That T-Rex looks bloody good. The T-Rex looks a lot better than the whatever the first one is. Um, What's the first one? The Brachiosaurus? Brachiosaurus? They don't, it doesn't look good. The face of the Brachiosaur when it's close to them when they're sitting up in the tree. Oh, that is definitely just a head on a stick. Yeah, yeah. Not great. <laughs> but the guy that did the animatronics is like the guy. For animatronics, like he's done it all from Star Wars up yeah. to Lord of the Rings. He's Jim Henson. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're Muppets. They're really just leathery Muppets. Yeah, pretty much. If it works, it works. We watched it in 3D, like I said, uh, and the green screen is more obvious, mm. I think, in the 3D. Well, that's been an issue in movies, even in the recent history. Yeah. That it's not made 3D, they just make it 3D after they make it. But the making of it into 3D after is very good. That is a good drink. Yeah. Yeah. All right, story-wise, yes, it's a well-set-up thriller mm-hmm. in that we don't see the T-Rex. Yeah. And then it comes out, and then there's the classic thriller things of bang the baddies there right close to you. With the, the eye. Yeah. God, that's good. And then you kind of get away from it. And then it comes back and you get away from it. But yeah. then it chases these other people. Yeah. Uh, drive faster, faster. Shut up, Jeff. I'll fucking throw you off the back of the Jeep. Yeah. Um, and items in Mirror will be closer than Hilarious. Yeah. Iconic. Love it. Iconic. So. Which also will is a, come up in a little parody. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's. So, yeah. It's got all of the common things of a thriller. As well as we think we're safe, whoops, raptors are here. 
Yes. Yeah. We think we're fine. All you got to do is turn the power back on. Yeah. And then but we're no, fine. Raptors, no, we're here. Now we're we're fine. The power's on. Oh, but the call is coming from inside the house. That's it. One thing that came back, uh, Crocodile Dundee, mm-hmm. Raptor Dundee. Yeah. Says Hammond says about him at the start, no one knows more about Raptors than him. And this this bit proves that they should have got um, Sam Neill and Laura Dern in earlier. Yeah. Because what Sam Neill says to that annoying kid, the annoying kid in Montana is more annoying than the kid at Jurassic Park. The kid who I feel grew up to become someone. What Sam Neill says to that kid yeah. is exactly what happens to the guy who knows more about raptors than anyone yeah. at the end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like, um, actually, you can't get a lion guy to suddenly know about raptors. No. They should have got Chris Pratt. He was very young oh, in 1993. Leave that comment. <laughs> so that's one thing that, that does uh, come back full circle. Volunteer boy. Do you reckon that's it? Yep, that's it. Whit Hertford. Oh, I know that name. I feel like I've seen him as a grown... Because it's the same kind of face. Yeah. <clears throat> I may know them from Jurassic Park, Nightmare on Elm Street, in 1989. Ooh, no, I've seen young. him like something really like obscure, like very obscure. One episode of Black Mirror. No, I feel like comedy. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I'm it's fucking this is actually one of these moments where it's I want to say Glee, Glee, Glee. Yeah, he's the he's one of the coaches he's of vocal the, adrenaline. He's the coach at the very start, I yeah, think. Yeah. Pre Adina Menzel. Pre Adele Dezine. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> I can I can get on with my life now. All right. So we've got away from the T Rex. Yeah. We get back to the visitor centre, we think everything's okay. Uh, and then they essentially uh, reset factory settings on the yes. whole park. Yeah, she hacks. No, no, that's this is before when they turn everything off and on again. Oh, okay, yeah. The IT reset. The IT turn reset. everything back off and yeah. on again. Um, and it works, but they just got to turn. And, of course, there's separate buildings, mm. which is a very thriller thing And the as suspense well. of the timing of she's got to go there and flick a switch, but yeah. then turn the fence back on and he's oh, about to touch yeah. the fence. Yeah, that was good. And another little thing is when we're looking around at the fence while we're waiting for the T-Rex, we see the little flashing lights at the top of the yeah. electric fence, which then later are not flashing. So That kid should be dead. It's 10,000 volts. That, that kid's dead. Yeah. That's like execution chair volts. I don't know. but <laughs> How many volts in electric chair? Oh, no. How, how many volts in electric fence, I asked? How many volts in electric chair? The fir- Oh, this could get... Oh, no. Content, content warning. warning. <laughs> Green the mile. First, the first more powerful jolt between 2,000 and 2,500 volts of electrical current is intended to cause immediate unconsciousness, ventricular fibrillation, and eventual cardiac arrest. God. The second less powerful jolt, 500 to 1,500 volts, is intended to cause lethal damage to the vital organs. Because Michael Crichton would know because of ER. Yeah. You know, defibrillation. How many volts is lethal? Assuming a steady current flow as opposed to a shock from a capacitor. Right. 
Uh, shocks above 2,700 volts are often fatal, with those above 11,000 being usually fatal. Okay. Though exceptional cases, like the kid in Jurassic Park, have yep. been noted. Okay, good. Okay. It didn't. It also just like shocked him. It didn't go through him. He I wasn't guess. like. Ugh. Yeah, but then he also yeah. fell from like two stories up. Yeah, this kid's got like a fucking nine lives. Nine lives. He's a cat kid. One thing I didn't notice, and it's John Williams, well done. When they're getting the guns to go to the other buildings, turn the powers on. Yep. We get that main theme mm-hmm. with a little military feel. Yeah. With a little bit of snare drum underneath it. He's 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 good at what he does. He knows, he knows what he's doing. He yeah. knows what he's doing. Um. Then yeah, <clears throat> we think we're safe. We're not safe. The raptors come. Yeah. We're in the kitchen. The raptors come. The raptors are in the electrical place. Then the raptors are in the kitchen. And then it's become a trope of uh, all Jurassic movies is that a bigger dinosaur comes and saves them from the smaller dinosaurs. For for reasons unknown. Yeah. I'm hungry. One little issue. If the raptors are so smart, Mm -hmm. I feel like that second raptor would just run away. Yeah, right. Not, try not to trying kill to attack t- it. Yeah, not try and kill a T-Rex. Unless it was like, you ate my brother, bitch. Yeah. That's my only issue. Yeah. Um, but I... that's such a cool moment oh. when they're you reckon they're about to get eaten by raptors yeah. and then bang, the T-Rex comes in. And the um, then the shot. It's so, it's, we'll oh, save it, yeah. but iconic. Yeah. The thing and then the banner comes down. It's just like, ah. Done, Mr. Spielberg. And then at the very end, do you know what I like? They don't waste any time with an epilogue. They're just like fucking fly off. Yeah, fly We're off. Done. And they're like, you're fucked. Mate. We got off the island. Roll credits. Open it again in three years with not Sam Neill or Laura Dern. <laughs> well, I don't even know what Jurassic Park 2 Lost World is about. No, 3 is Lost World. What's Jurassic Park 2? Jurassic Park 2, I think. I probably should have looked this up before the... Some, I think um, Jeff Goldblum's in the second one. No, the second one is The Lost World, Jurassic Park, Oh, I thought the third one was Lost World. No, it is. Julianne a research Moore? team is sent to Jurassic Park Site B Island to study oh. the dinosaurs there while an InGen team approaches with another agenda. Oh, gosh. Okay, John Hammond, along with a few other members, try to explore the Jurassic Park's second site. However, things get complicated when the dinosaurs go wild and everyone is forced to run for their lives. Jurassic Park 3 has Taya Leone and William H. Macy in it. Paul and Amanda Kirby, a wealthy couple, offer research funding to Alan Grant, a doctor, on the condition that he accompanies them to find their missing son on a deadly island. Oh, I think I remember seeing bits of that, but then I was like, I'm not going to watch him again. And then there's Jurassic World. That's one thing I will say about Spielberg movies. Mm-hmm. The sequel's never anywhere near as good as the first one. No, well, that's because he does the big one and then just takes the money to sign off the sequel to someone else. Um, I also read an article today, and by read I mean skimmed through, that said Temple of Doom was better than Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, well, they're wrong. It went, for Indiana Jones, it went 4, 5, 3, 1, 2. Incorrect. Yep. Anyway. Moving on. Um, I like that the characters aren't too deep. 
we know yeah. enough about them to connect with them and that, you know, he hates kids, he hates computers. Yes. And then at the end, he likes kids. Yeah. Right? Still no good with computers, but... No, but it, they he might be adopting the hacker girl. I don't know. I'm assuming that they have parents. They have a... Well, he does say going through a divorce at the start. Yeah. So they have separated parents. Um, the dialogue is pretty good. The only really corny stuff is from Jeff Goldblum, but that's his uh-huh. character. Um, one thing about tropes is Jeff Goldblum's line of too busy thinking about whether they could, they didn't stop to think about whether they should. Ooh. That's become a thing now, right? Yeah. But that is science fiction. Uh, pretty much. Like, like, yeah. If you think like the invention of science fiction horror, yeah. Mary Shelley, Frankenstein, yeah, hundred and something years ago. Yeah. If you put that line onto Dr. Frankenstein, yeah. you go, yeah. He didn't think about whether or they, not he should. They didn't think about if they should have made the blob. But I, I don't know. I don't know if that's... Didn't think uh, about whether or not they should have made the fly. Sorry, Jeff. Gremlins. Well, that's not <laughs> a should. Gremlins is good. But that's, they're already existing. Flubber. <laughs> the other sci-fi disaster movie. <laughs> Robin, it was, it was a... Du- <laughs> it was a, a disaster. It was almost a disaster for Robin Williams' career. Oh, there we go. Um, so that's my story. It's obviously a great story. Yes. Um, Steven Spielberg very much knows what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, and Michael Crichton knows how to write a good movie. Michael Crichton... I'm watching ER at the same time. Is it, any regular okay. listeners at of this podcast will not be surprised by, but it, that he's very good. And they were originally almost going to make ER a movie. Well, it's based on a short film yeah. that he wrote with a friend about their experiences at medical school. Yeah, which is why it's the most the accurate one. Yeah, because it was written by a doctor. It's not Grey's Anatomy, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, in terms of the cultural. Impact yeah, let's of go. Jurassic let's Park. Let's go. How long have we got? Um, really, I'm just going to get a straw. You keep yeah. talking. <laughs> You're on camera. That's all right. Look, Oscars wise, not as many as I thought. Really, um, I I did expect this could have been one that John Williams was nominated for. He still won this year. What for? Schindler's, Schindler's List was the same year as this year. So if you think of fucking Steven Spielberg's year. Ridiculous. Mm. Ends of the spectrum too. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it, so it won three. It was nominated for three Oscars. Won three Oscars. Sound editing, sound mixing, visual effects. Obviously. Yes. Okay. Um, and it was even the soundtrack, like the disc, the C, the CD. Yes. Was nominated for a Grammy for Ooh. outstanding soundtrack to a movie or. Whatever. They obviously do have a category for that. I was about to ask if yeah. there's a category for that. It is. Yes, there you go. Because they won for it. So the whole impact of it, it's a bit of like a thing, right? Yeah. So Hook, uh, Spielberg made Hook, right? Yes. And then after that, he wanted to do Schindler's List. Okay. Because, hey, why would you not make, make yeah, the yeah. best movie ever? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but the president of Universal's parent company... Yep. Only gave the green light to Schindler's List on the condition that Spielberg would make Jurassic Park first. Oh, okay. So there would be no Schindler's List without Jurassic Park <laughs> or Hook. True. Yes. Um, wow. Jurassic Park, when it was released... Be- so, we- so when we do Hook, yeah. make sure you mention impact. that cultural Flow impact. Flow on impact. Yeah. It's like the yeah. butterfly effect. Yeah. 
terrible movie. Um, and th- oh, it became- I thought you meant a terrible reference terrible by Jeff reference. Goldblum as well. <laughs> well, did that then impact? That's one of my points. Did that then impact the making of that movie? Would people have known what the butterfly? Would Ashton Kutcher have known what the butterfly effect was? Mm, he could have had a very different career if he hadn't have made that movie or tried to take over Two and a Half Men. Yeah, uh, Jurassic Park upon its release became the highest grossing movie of all time, not adjusted for inflation. Yep, uh, and remained so until uh, this movie Titanic. Oh, okay, yep, Titanic. I don't know. I haven't explored yep. the ocean. I don't know what it's called. How I to was pronounce talk- it? I was talking with the guy last night. <laughs> we were talking about funny internet videos, and he was reminding us of the recorder version of My Heart Will Go On, where it's super, like, just badly out of tune. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, Jurassic Park's biggest impact on subsequent films was really the special effects. Yeah. And it's huge. It kind of broke through using CGI. Yes. Uh, So it's kind of considered, bang, landmark CGI movie that then changed movies forever. Yeah. Um, a film historian by the name of Tom, Sh- Tom Schoen said that the film's innovation and influence in its way, Jurassic Park heralded a revolution in movies as profound as the coming of sound in 1927. Mm. Many filmmakers saw Jurassic Park's effects as a realisation that many of their visions previously thought unfeasible or too expensive were now possible. This, take with a grain of salt. All right, I read this, I copied it down, not sure how believable it is. George Lucas, then realising the success of creating realistic live dinosaurs by his own company, started to make Star Wars prequels. Oh, okay. Well, if he can make a T-Rex, I can make Jar Jar Binks. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. So, without (laughs) Jurassic Park, there is no Jar Jar Binks. Good or bad impact, I'll let you work that out for yourself. So, if we're weighing those two things up, on the one hand, we don't get Schindler's List. Yeah, Schindler's List, but or Jar Jar Binks. I mean, mm, so, if if you don't like Jar Jar Binks... And you want to Steven get, get rid of him from the the universe, you also have to get rid of Schindler's List. And Hook. No, because that was before. Yeah, but if he because he made Hook. Oh, Butterfly Effect. Yeah. If he never made Hook. Wow. <laughs> How far back in time do we have to destroy Steven know. Spielberg's career? <laughs> Jaws. So that, we, so that we don't get... Jar Jar Binks. Oh, I think that there was other bits in that note that I didn't copy. It was like, and then Peter Jackson realised he loved sci-fi and he could make fantasy movies and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, it's settled down, everybody. I don't know if that's the impact that it had. What I want to know is if in 100 years are we going to get, a la Babylon Slinging in the Rain, a movie about the time in CGI days? I I hope so because I'd love it. And everything right. that goes wrong, like the singing in the rain, how yeah, yeah. they stuff up the sound. How someone actually and got eaten by scene, a T-Rex. <laughs> and then one scene is basically just, um, this is a bit of a reference, the show Jury Duty, where the guy has that other <laughs> animated think, version of events of what happened. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's that's somebody else's CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's, what, that's what George Lucas was doing. Before he saw Steven Spielberg make a T-Rex. Yeah, he was like... <laughs> Jar Jar Binks yeah. was all fucked up in the little <laughs> computer animation. He, he was, was just control whatever and trying to... And he's on his Mac trying to make the turtle move. 
Anyway, whatever I did in <laughs> primary school, aging myself. Oh, dear. Here's an impact. Okay, please. That I wasn't aware of. <laughs> the movie's popularity led the NBA um, to name the new franchise in Toronto the, Nap- the Raptors. The Raptors. There we go. And during the team's playoff games, mm. fans watch on a large television in a fan area outside the arena. They watch Jurassic Park. <laughs> That's great. And then it's also people then became wanted to become paleontologists because of this movie. Was one of their um one of the Raptors like advertising their marketing was like we're gonna fuck shit up like Samuel L. Jackson got fucked up by the Raptors. Yeah, we're just gonna come in from the side. Yeah, yeah. Three pronged which crap. If they'd played like the Raptors, I don't know, would three Raptors have beaten Michael Jordan though? It depends if they had magic abilities in a ball and made them bigger than... I want to oh, like my Space Jam. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I meant really Michael Jordan. Oh. Because that's where Michael Jordan was. He's Wait, is he an actual basketball <laughs> yeah, player? Yeah. He's not an actor. That's a, <laughs> well, that's, that's not surprising. Yeah. My other question was of the impact. Mm. Friends. Okay. Would Ross still have been a paleontologist? Ah, uh, well... Quite possibly. Didn't Friends come out before that? No, I believe it was 1994. No, it was 1994. Yeah. So you reckon he would have been another boring scientist? Maybe he would have been an archaeologist. <gasps> oh, he could have been trying to be Indiana, Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones and not Sam Neill. Trying to be Sam Neill. Mm. Yeah. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because obviously paleontology, study of dinosaurs, was right at the top of mind. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they were writing it and they're like, what's a boring job this guy can do? And then like, oh, paleontology. I just watched Jurassic Park. Although they would have been cool, paleontologists. Yeah, Ross isn't. Um, No, certainly not. Obviously, sequels, Jurassic World, blah, blah, blah. Board games, video games, merchandise, everything. Where we're back in the visitor centre when we when we escape from the T Rex, we're back in the visitor centre and we see the gift shop. Yes. And I said to Shane, I'm like, he's like, oh, they probably sold that stuff. I'm like, no, they probably sold that actual that, stuff. That was like <laughs> that stuff. That's we're going to sell this. They it's just, a lunchbox. They just shipped that to Universal Studios Orlando yeah. and <laughs> sold it there. Are we done with filming? Yep. Wrap pack it up. Let's Wrap go. It up. Off we go. Um, yeah, merch was huge. Um, yeah, as was now. It's being referenced, parodied. In all the things. Well, isn't it the Simpsons one, isn't it? Oh, no. Ace Ventura, doesn't he say? Assholes in mirror are closer than they appear. Ace Ventura is getting chased by someone. Yeah. Yeah. And then also Toy Story, because there is an actual dinosaur toy. Yes. There's a bit of that. Yep. Um, Family Guy. Family Guy, of course. Um, Futurama. Simpsons one. There is a Simpsons one. There'd be a Simpsons one, for sure. But the Simpsons one would have come out before Jurassic Park, because they just predict the future. Yeah, exactly. Like this submarine. Can I tell you an impact I knew? Yeah, sure. You know DTS Sound? Steven Spielberg invested in DTS Sound so Mm. that it would be good enough and ready enough and in theatres enough for this movie. For this. Well, he knows what he's doing, that guy. Yeah. Um, Things could have been different in this movie. Oh, interestingly. William Hurt was initially offered down the role of... Offered the role of Alan Grant... I can see that. But he turned it down and he didn't read a script. Well, actually, so 
any up and coming actors. If you get a script from Steven Spielberg, yeah, I'm saying yes. But also, if you get it, it's 1993. When did ER start? 1994. Oh, okay. But if like if Michael you get a Crichton. script from you know who Michael Steven Crichton Spielberg is, and Michael Crichton, yeah, because Michael Crichton wrote the original movie Westworld. Yeah. Which that then became a thing. Has now become the HBO series. Yeah. If you get offered a something that is written by Michael Crichton and directed by Steven Spielberg, I'm doing it. Yeah. Kurt Russell and Richard Dreyfus were also considered for the role, but they were deemed too expensive. I don't like Richard Dreyfus. I know you don't. Yeah. Tim Robbins was offered the role. Um, and then another actor, I don't know if he would have worked well with Steven Spielberg, uh, Harrison Ford. Yeah. See, I, I in what think that's world, right. in what world are Kurt Russell and Richard Dreyfus more expensive than Harrison Ford? Yeah, that's true. Anyway, so, Sam Neill was cast three to four weeks before filming oh, wow. began. Of all of those, William Hurt, I'm the most okay with. Tim you know Robbins, what he did instead? In 1993, he had a movie come out called Mr. Wonderful. Oh, God. And in 1994, a movie called Trial by Jury, which is generally how trials work. Yeah. This could have been this could have been a very different direction for him. But then also, who was Sam Neill before this? No one. He wasn't even in the dish yet. Exactly. He was in the piano. Oh, yeah. That was the same year. Was Laura Dern the first choice? Laura Dern was Spielberg's first choice, mm. but was not the only actress offered the role. Juliette Binoche. Okay, I'm okay with that. Robin Wright. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Gwyneth Paltrow and Helen Hunt auditioned. <laughs> no, I'm okay with Helen Hunt. I like her in Twister. Twister, yeah. yeah. Um, not mad about you's Helen Gwyneth. Hunt. I feel like Gwyneth would have been Helen too Hunt. young. In 1993. It's 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 hard to know how old Gwyneth Paltrow is because she rubs her vagina on her face and looks young. <laughs> or whatever the... She's very shit, flexible. Whatever the shit she does, her vagina candles keep her young. Um, <laughs> she hell. is 50 years old, which means she would have been 20. Too young. Too young to You're be right. a doctor. Um, speaking of young, Christina Ricci auditioned for the role as the girl. That would have been better. I didn't like it. Would have been girl. better, but she maybe also badly. too young as well. I don't know. Um, little boy, annoying boy. Yeah. Um, originally screen tested for something in Hook, um, but they were like, "You're too young for Hook," and Spielberg was like, "Don't worry, mate. I'll look after you. Do you want to play a a a Jew in the World War Two, or would you like to run away from dinosaurs? Your choice, mate. Which one do you want? I've got two of them coming up." <laughs> He's good. He can act, that kid. Oh, he was just really bloody annoying. Um, and then uh, some old Scottish actor, Sean Connery, was considered for the other, John Hammond. No, I like John Hammond. I think he's good. I like that it's at an, an Attenborough as well. Yeah. It yeah. gives it more realism. That it feels David more like a documentary. Yeah. yeah. He says, he he just act like your brother. Oh, um, change, Samuel, your, change your accent halfway through. Samuel L. Jackson is good. I think all the, all, all the cast are good. Dennis Nidri is good. It's quite a small part for um, Samuel L. Jackson, I think, but I don't know if he was up to those heights yet, really. Uh, well, Pulp Fiction was 1994. Yeah. So you got him just in time yeah. for a bargain, probably. Um, yeah. 
Launched? No one. Moving on. <laughs> Sam Neill? I don't know if it launched Sam Neill. Let me look up Sam Neill on IMDb while I'm here looking up Samuel L. But I think it it would have his career would have been very different. He's known for Jurassic Park, Hunt for the Wilder People, Jurassic Park 3, and The Piano. So The Piano was 1993 as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, his career path would have been very different. You're right. Um, IMDb's not loading. That's He's good. done a lot of movies. He's done a lot of movies. So prior to 1993's The Piano, there's nothing I've heard of. He was, in the, hunt, he was in the Hunt of Red October. Hmm. Um, yeah, nothing I've heard of. Really. Well, there you go. Maybe it 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 helped launch Sam Neill's career in overseas in America. He's played a couple of Russians, right? Yeah, cool. nothing I've even heard of in an Australian sense, except right. for the Sullivans. He was oh, in forty episodes of the Jesus. Sullivans. Oh, <clears throat> okay. Should we get to some awards? What would you before we do the awards? What would what needs to change contextually or problematically? Um, to be honest, not a lot. Yeah. I, w- I wrote a note about the diverse cast. We've got B.D. Wong and we've got Samuel L. Jackson. Right? Yes. Which is not a lot. No. But I also think if you watch Jurassic World Dominion, we've still only got B.D. Wong. You know what I found an issue with B.D. Wong's character? No, mm-hmm. not the character so much. It was more just like, everybody go home. Yeah. Everybody went home except for Vet that was looking after the sick Triceratops. Yep. And then Cro- Crocodile Dundee. And the main Samuel characters. Jackson and John Hammond. Yeah. And the, and the you know, guests. And B.D. Wong is head scientist. He should be there. Yeah. Why would you leave? Mm. I don't know, maybe he had a dentist appointment or something. I don't know. But like, it was just a bit like, and he never was like, clocking up, guys, see you later. It was just like, see ya, boat's coming. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, weird. Diversity-wise, I think it could have been more diverse, mm. but I don't think if you made it now, it would be. Like if you made no. Jurassic World, if you made Jurassic Park in twenty twenty three, I still think you'd just go one black, one Asian. I, I think that's all you'd get. And I think that the only other thing was like when you first see Laura Dern and Sam Neill, yeah, everybody there is white. It is Montana, so I don't know how diverse Montana <laughs> is, but how diverse the paleontological community yeah, is. How many? Yeah, are all paleontologists white? That's a question I had. <laughs> But then, like, yeah, in terms of the main cast, I still don't think you get more diverse than they did, which well, is Well, you don't, because you get Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, because the main cast, even the minor cast of um, Jurassic World, um, are white. There's kids in that one, aren't there? And they're white. Yep. So Jurassic World Dominion, let's look at the most recent one. Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Laura Dern, Sam Neill, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Um, Dewanda Weiss. But the, the the people of colour in that movie are baddies. Oh, that's not good either. Um, oh, gosh, yeah. I tell you what, uh, I don't. And otherwise, I I still feel that it's a movie that you can go. Oh, we this is something that people will want to do in the future. Yes, 
Billionaires are going to get eaten. But we've had billionaires want to look at the Titanic. At some point in our lifetime, a billionaire is going to get eaten by a Elon Musk is going to build Jurassic Park. Let's fucking cross our fingers. God, (laughs) I tell you what. I hope that Elon Musk is hiding in the toilet and gets eaten by a T-Rex. Oh, gosh. Don't sue me. Don't Um, cancel us on Twitter. The sexism thing that Laura Dern calls hammered out on the one line of sexism, but other yeah. than that, she's a strong female character. But she does she's keep a bit the of makeup. A, um, she's becoming like a queer icon, Laura Dern. Oh, the lesbians love her for this. On oh, the gays as well. Yeah, okay. Men, gay men, lesbians are gay. Women. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's your little lesson for everybody out there. <laughs> you know, like you know, in the point of like men dress up for her, like her as Halloween and shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I'll dress up as a raptor. You just no, need to get that inflatable T Rex. T Rex. That's what. That's what you got to do, and then chase. I'll dress up as Newman, and then chase Laura Dern. <laughs> just we, have ink on my face. We talked about Newman. Um, of like, he. We know him as Newman. Yes, everybody knows him as Newman. Dennis Nidri. Like he's actually a really good actor. And then when we watch JFK, I can't. You can't. You can't, you can't watch, watch it. it. That's that's how good he is as Newman. I reckon. Yeah. All right. Let's give some awards. Um. Worst extra. You texted me while you were watching and you said there's not many extras. There aren't. And I was thinking the same thing as I was watching it. So I'm going to nominate the driver of the Jeep that doesn't give a shit about dinosaurs. <laughs> I wrote any scientist pretending to work. Yep, that's fair. Who else, though? Like, There aren't many extras because it really is because everybody goes home for the day yep. at Jurassic yep. Park. Um, there aren't many others. What about the crowd of volunteers at the dig site that as, as soon as that kid starts speaking, part like the Red Sea? Oh, hilarious. <laughs> They're like, who was that? <laughs> They're literally like choreographed, just like. Whoosh. It's like Steven Spielberg's at now. Yeah, now move. Um, can I nominate all of them for worst extra? I think, I think we can. <laughs> Volunteer crowd. Yeah. Well, there isn't many, so it's down to pretending to work scientist, the Jeep None driver. None of them are an extra fail, no. like the last one. I'm going with... Maybe the Jeep driver. I was leaning towards He's the scientist. He's phoning it in, isn't he? But then there's not... There's He's also just not like... getting paid. He's just there getting a free lunch. And he also... He's an extra. He's yeah. got no training in how to react to a green screen. Yeah. So that's Steven's scientist, fault. Scientist <laughs> with clipboard? Are we doing yeah. that? That I reckon... Um, yeah, I reckon that Jeep driver, that's Stephen's fault. Yeah, okay. Because they haven't taught him. For, for such a focused extra, yep. you want to give him some coaching. Yeah. Like, I know Sam Neill's taken up a lot of your time. Diva. Yeah. But this extra, give him a little bit of work. So I'm um, excusing him, and I reckon we go scientist number four. Scientist number four with <laughs> clipboard. All yep. right, good. Yep. Um, or is it the... Um, Raptor that doesn't do anything and just stares at the, um, just stares at the guy. Yeah, maybe <laughs> animatronic raptor number two. Yeah, no, it's scientist number four. Scientist number four. Okay, the that's named after Andy Millman. Yes, uh, from Ricky Gervais's extras. Yep, the best extra. Uh, all I've written is hardly any extras for most of the movie. I wrote Steven Spielberg. 
I was he in it. He has a little cameo. You know, at the very start with the scene that you decided doesn't need to be there. He did a Hitchcock. Yeah. He's just, and they're, they're bringing in the raptor on the crate and there's a guy in like high-vis orange and he's yep. like, lower it, lower it. There's just a man with a beard next to him just standing there. Okay. That's Steven Spielberg. Can we give him an award for putting himself in his own yeah. movie though? <laughs> the other one I think was funny. It was like at that st- first scene again. Mm-hmm. Um. It's like you see a close-up of one of the workers yep. through the crate. Yes. <laughs> He's just got like a mustache and a mullet and it's just like, oh, I thought that was funny. I don't know why. Oh, is this a best extra? Or, no, I think this is an extra fail. In the amber mine, one of the miners, when the guy that actually talks in yeah. the mine, yeah. calls everyone over to see this mosquito they've found. Yeah. They, he asks them all to shine their torches. Yeah. One shines his torch at the ceiling. Was he an Indiana Jones doll of destiny as well? Um, that's a bit, that's an extra fail. Maybe that's a Spielberg thing. Oh. That in every movie now, you're going to go to what, E.T. and there's going to be ki- people point, chasing him on the bike. Drew and Barrymore a, will be shining the torch. There's a scientist with just <laughs> torch in the ceiling. Scientist number four with clipboard and yeah. torch at ceiling. Yeah, they're chasing down an alien and he's just like... So are you giving the Estelle Reiner Best Extra Award to Steven Spielberg? I know, I don't, yeah, or, or the guy with the mustache. I wrote worker with mustache and mullet. Okay, give it to him. Yeah. Now I've got to go bloody through YouTube and find <laughs> the clip of him. <laughs> um, all right. The worst line, the Halle Berry X-Men worst line in a movie. I have got a couple mm-hmm. uh, and they are related. Okay. Are they all Sam said Neil, by Jeff Goldblum? No. no. <laughs> Sam Neill says, looks like we're out of a job. Jeff Goldblum says, don't you mean extinct? Yep, okay. Then later when they're sitting in the tree, the girl, from for no reason, says, what will you and Ellie do if you don't have to dig up bones? It's out of nowhere. Yeah, she doesn't know that. But also they just survived a T-Rex. That's not top of mind for me. Your (laughs) your top of mind isn't, what are these strangers I just met going to do for their life? But also I'm not thinking about the scientific advancements and the impact on the paleontology Mm, community mm. at this point. But she is. Yeah, and she says, "What will you and Ellie do if you don't have to dig up bones?" He says, "I guess we'll evolve too." Ah. Um, and then uh, one more. Timmy gets zapped off the fence. Yes, dies. Yep, and then he's brought back to life. Uh huh. But remembers enough to say three. Because <laughs> it paused. <laughs> when you get shocked with ten thousand volts, your whole body pauses. When you die, you press. Space bar on your laptop and your video pauses. <laughs> you die mid-sentence. Yeah. Does that mean if you go, when death comes. Yep. And right, you go to heaven, St. Peter. you. And you go, three. What, yeah, three. What? And St. Peter's like, all right, I'll let you get this sentence finished and then we'll talk. Imagine you were in the middle of cursing someone out and you get to heaven and you're just like, fuck it, asshole. Ah, I mean, what please take the eleva- elevator in, downstairs, please. Coitus. And then you rock coitus. up at <laughs> St. Peter. Oh, like someone in the Golden Girls. At least you're saying, oh, God. Is that, your, is that it for your three? <laughs> Yes. Very good. <laughs> That's my worst line. I have things. annoying kid at start. That doesn't look very scary. More like a six foot turkey. Oh, uh, yeah. I just six don't. Six foot I just turkey? Dumb. Fucking scary. Turkey's a. <laughs> anyway. I've watched Family Guy. Peter fights a six <laughs> foot chicken. That's Lee with a Family Guy <laughs> reference, everybody. Peter what's, fights what's a six next? foot chicken. Am I going to be bringing up a fact about bloody Deadpool? I don't think so. No. 
No. Um, um, six foot turkeys are scary, but yeah. I agree it's a bad line. Hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts. It's dumb. He doesn't need to say it twice. Yeah. Also, it's not, it's, you're not getting a spin-off with a catchphrase, Sam. You know, <laughs> twice doesn't get a... If this is made in 1996, he yeah. wants to say, hold on to your motherfucking butts. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> swear. Please swear, yeah. Sam. But this My is mate pre- Sam. I'm just calling you Sam now. This is pre-Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, so he hasn't even said motherfucker at all yet. No. Um, and I got Jeff Goldblum says this perler when they're in the when they're starting the tour in the cars, yep, in the Jeep things, and then they get to the gate. Mm-hmm. What have they got in there? King Kong? No, they've got, no, fucking, they've got dinosaurs. fucking dinosaurs, mate. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. dumb, dumb. I was like, that was stupid, Jeff. It's just setting up for King Kong versus T Rex. Oh gosh, can't wait for that one. That's happened in a movie. Wasn't it Godzilla versus... Oh, Godzilla versus dinosaurs, yes. Yep. Yep. Versus King Kong. Um, okay, what are we going for? Worst line. I really want to do the King Kong. Yeah, one. King Kong. Because yep. it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. And you know you're trying to be funny and flirt with Laura Dern. And I think there was... I, I still didn't work out how everybody got in the cars because I yep. thought the kids were going with Sam Neill, but then they didn't. Anyway. Yeah. I saw a meme uh, that it is like um, when you see... The size of the gates of Jurassic Park, you think they knew the they knew they were going to get out the whole time, yeah, because they're big fucking gates. <laughs> um, I just thought of something I would change. Okay, don't know if she'd be bragging about being a hacker these days. The girl, no. oh, I'm pretty. I prefer to be called a hacker. I'm like, well, no, I'm I'm with Optus and Medibank, so can you not brag about that, please? Yeah, no, she'd be in that group anonymous, and the part of that group anonymous is, is to, be anonymous. to not to not brag about being yeah. an alcoholic. Um, before we go any further, it is a Coca Cola movie. It is a Coca Cola movie, hundred um, percent. Newman drinks Dr Pepper, Nidri, Dennis Nidri. Yeah, drinks Dr Pepper, but there's an empty Coke bottle on his workstation. I saw yes. that. Um, anyway, that's uh, what it is. Most cryingest scenes. I cried. <laughs> you cried when you heard the music. No. Okay. What's there's a at the end in the chopper. No. And he's with the kids. No. When the T Rex grabs the raptor at the end. <laughs> You're like, oh, they're safe. <laughs> I make no sense. You know what I actually do like about that scene is you know sometimes in movies, it's like something's happening. It's like you're saved, and you 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 like pause. People pause for a bit. Yep. They're like. Chomp, fucking run. Yeah, they we just are like, out. this is our time, run away. Although CG blocking fail, they kind of run straight at the raptor. Yeah, they're like, that's the door. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Run. Um, <clears throat> I, so I can't believe you cried. I was like, hell. that doesn't make any sense. Nope. But then I listened to a podcast about story writing, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I want to get better at story writing to write my own. Right. And this... A uh, story expert was saying, if you combine external action and internal character progress, yep. that equals big emotions. And so okay. that's what this yes. is. Yes, right. Okay. Like they're all, they're saved. Yeah. And it's a fucking cool shot. And the music comes. Yeah. Which all contributes to tears. It's very good. So that's the Tobey Maguire meme, most cryingest moment. Oh, we haven't given one of those for a couple of minutes. No, no, only... Cried at the end of Crystal Skull because I was glad it was over. Yeah. All right. Most iconic scene. This is a long oh, list. Gosh. Strap yourselves in. The first 
Brachiosaur, the first dinosaur. The first dinosaur. I wrote the first time they see the park. You know, in the helicopter, it's like, there it is. Oh, yeah. And it's like... Driving through the gates. Is iconic. Um, Feeding scene. Hmm? Where they feed the cow to the raptor. Yes. When the water shakes. Water shakes. I wrote that. I wrote dino poop. The whole T-Rex... The the T-Rex stepping out and screaming. Yeah. That is iconic. Yeah. That whole T-Rex sequence is, but the moments of it, that one's huge. Yeah. Toilet. Getting eaten Getting off, the, off toilet. the toilet. Yes. Objects in mirrors may be closer than they appear. Yeah. Iconic. I- the eye. You said the eye oh, before. Eye. The I, didn't even, I didn't even write that down. That's huge. That's a huge CG win. That is it. Also iconic because if you just snipped that shot, yep. it's a dinosaur. So you... <laughs> you got a chance of guessing what movie it is. Yeah, but yeah. you know what movie that's from. Yeah. yeah. Um, Jeff Goldblum lying shirt open yeah, on the beach. on the <laughs> I also wrote the kitchen scene, but I don't know if that's iconic or more so. I remember that scene a lot from watching it when we were younger. I'm... Uh, I but think, also because it's like the, the kid trying to run away. <laughs> I think <laughs> With the, his sticky knee. I think the I am your father... Are we doing most iconic scene or most iconic shot? Well, I think if we, most iconic scene. So if you think what's, yep. what gets parodied, what okay. do people go Because bang? I wrote like the raptor breathing in the window of the kitchen. Yes. But that is an iconic shot. That's a very good shot. That's part of that scene, which yep. is also iconic. I'm tempted to go. Okay. The T-Rex, when the banner falls over it at the end. Very good. Very iconic. My... I have two votes. Okay. Getting eaten off the toilet. Yes. Or the water. I think if you go from the water to the T-Rex stepping out and roaring. Yeah. That scene. Because the the water is a very good um, use of suspense, to yep. build suspense. Yeah. I was like, Hitchcock would be proud. And then the payoff of that is the roaring T-Rex. Yeah. So I reckon we give it to that. I like that. The water up to the roaring. Do you s- and then the... Yeah. And the toilet the comes The toilet's second. just funny. Yeah, I know. The toilet comes... Well, he was doing a number two, so... Hey. He wasn't, actually. Well, he probably was shitting himself. Yeah. I had in my memory that when Timmy falls in the tree that he shit himself, but he threw up. He threw up? Yeah. You know, in the, the thought... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Punch, you go, oh, I threw up. It's like, I'm not going to tell <laughs> he anyone. He was in the tree, and then they get to another tree. It's like... Look, it's not that hard to climb up a tree. And the kid was like, you weren't in the last one. You I was like, stuck in the last one. Kind of funny. But also, Timmy, when they fall and then the car falls on them. Yeah. He's like, we're in the car again. He's like, well, at least we're out of the tree. Yeah. Okay. So, that is Jurassic Park. Done. Summed up. Would you recommend I've, Jurassic Park? I would recommend watching Jurassic Park. I was almost going to watch some of the newer ones, like Jurassic World. Don't. But then I was like, one... Don't have the time. <laughs> yeah. Because we watched five Indiana Jones movies. True. But also I had no interest in it. No. Um, apparently Michael Crichton earned $2 million for this movie. Is that all? The Well, and he'll earn more money for everything after because it's based on characters yeah. created yeah, yeah. life. Is he, he's dead. Yes. So yeah. his estate now will be. Um, he was... The, the rights for the book were bought before the book was published. That's when you know it's good. That's by Godfather Spielberg, level. By Universal. Yeah. For 1.5 million. 
Mm. They bought the rights for 1.5 million and they paid him 500,000 to write the screenplay. That's not a lot. No. God. He may have had deal. Yep. Um and you know everyone since is based on characters created by. Yeah. Um so he's getting money from that. So oh, well done Michael that's Crichton. That's good. Valet. I it's a very good movie. I think it's up there in terms of movies that are contributed to pop culture and future movies. Yep. It's up there. Yeah. Everybody's seen who hasn't seen Jurassic Park? That's true. If you haven't seen Jurassic Park, well done for sitting through an hour and ten minutes of talking about it. But also, please tell me why. Although I'm, I shouldn't judge because there's plenty of movies that people think I should have watched that I probably haven't watched. So, yeah, 25, 30 Marvel movies. Well, you don't have to have watched all of them. No, Some you can leave I've out. seen the good two. Which ones? The, but the, Jurassic, the Jurassic Park. The Black, <laughs> the Black Panther 2 are the best ones. They are good. Yeah. And I saw Iron Man when it first came out and Guardians. Thor Ragnarok randomly. Well, that's not the best of the Thors. I like Taika Waititi. Though. I reckon the, oh, Ragnarok's better than Love and Thunder. But anyway, Good. that's a that's whole, this whole separate podcast. Thing. Um, all right. So that's it for Jurassic Park. And we're going to have a small break from Spielberg and John Williams. Yeah. So we're doing... Um, we're doing something that's actually... Been talked about recently. Oh, it's got an anniversary, but it's also Ooh. relevant to something that we've recommended as part of two out of three recommend. That's what we're going to do next. So stay tuned for that next week. If you Focus want to pocus. know, follow us on the socials at two out of three brothers, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Giving a give us a rating and review. We're going to start. If you put a review, we'll read it out on the podcast. Oh, we will. Good or bad. We'll at you. We'll shout you out. So you can review us and rate us on Spotify or on uh, Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on the YouTube, then uh, leave a comment below and give us a thumbs up. That's it for Jurassic Park and for Two Drink Cinema for this week. Thank you, Brett. Thanks, Lee. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Two Drink Cinema. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast was produced and pay our respects to Elders past and present. If you'd like to support the podcast, either leave the tip or become a member for early access to these episodes by using the link in the show notes. Join the Facebook group for more chat about the movies we review and make sure you follow us on the socials to keep up to date. Hit the subscribe button and leave us a review on your podcast app. Happy viewing and drink responsibly.